Welcome, guys, back to another week of Money Lines and Throwing Dimes. I'm Josh. Alongside Matthew, and we have an interesting week of NFL football. I have not looked at the games yet this week, so it's going to be a first for me. We did have two, yes, two, Thanksgiving Thursday nighters, or Thursday morning afternooners, just yesterday. So how about we start with those two? Yeah, sure. I, I watched most of the the Lions-Texans game, but I was at work for most of it. And then I was a little busy for the, the Washington football team versus the Cowboys. But I'm hearing two of your fantasy players went off in yeah, this one. Yeah, so this was a must-win week for my fantasy team A, let's just say. And Will Fuller's six catches for 171 yards and two touchdowns in the Texans' win was massive. And then... Amari Cooper's six catches for 112 yards and an extra touchdown was great in the Dallas Cowboys' loss. There were lots of points, so if you have played some of these guys in fantasy, most likely you were going to be victorious. If you go across the board, anyone you were probably going to start in the Texans-Lions game or even the Washington-Dallas game was probably going to be a success. So in terms of fantasy, you probably had a good American Thanksgiving. One of my former players who I shipped off, Antonio Gibson, went off. He had a great day. Oh, I so see you started carry-on. I did start carry-on. Good call with the carry-on. Yeah, he I'm had I'm not a... sure I'm a fan of your other running back selection, but we'll get to that later. I, I have Brita in right now, but... Yeah, no. Sort of... Anyone's Ahmed better than injured. Brita. Ahmed's injured. Ahmed is injured. Oh, no way. That's why I picked up Brita. That's... There's no way... Ahmed's injured? Ahmed is out for the week. Oh my gosh, I dropped Matt Breida. That was so bad of me. Hopefully no one that's, picked up Matt Breida. That's Did why anyone I picked, pick up Matt Breida? That's why I picked up Matt Breida. Okay, that league. was smart. Uh, is it worth it for the... It's not worth it for this week, and considering it's probably a one-week absence, I'm probably not going to just throw in Matt Breida, but... Oh, Matt, Miles, Miles Gaskin might play. Yeah, I also have Miles Gaskin right, on my so then, team, that's so that's true. why. So whichever the Dolphins yeah. running back plays, you start. See, Josh, you're getting a hang of this whole fantasy thing already. Yeah, I'm, Anyways, I'm pretty good at this. Let's get into these one o'clock games. One of them is the Dolphins Jets game, and I have a lot of fantasy relevance in that game this week. I will explain later, but we'll get into it. Sorry, I wasn't listening. Which game? We'll start from the top. Oh, okay. Well, the, I was the Raiders versus we, Falcons. Okay, I was just transferring over from the Dolphins-Jets game, where I said I do have some interesting fantasy, fantasy applications there, which we'll get to eventually. Fair enough. Uh, Raiders, Falcons. Raiders are favored by three with a total of 54, so a lot of points on the board yeah. to be taken. What are your thoughts on this one? So just as I dropped Matt Breida, and it turns out he's probably going to start, I also dropped Brian Hill, who is going to be starting this week for the Falcons with Todd Gurley's injury. Whether that means a lot or no, I'm not sure. As a Falcons running back, the only thing you really have going for you is a potential goal line touchdown. The thing is, since Julio's been out, Matt Ryan's been pretty brutal. The Raiders are a pretty solid team. They're on the road, but they're in a dome, which hasn't even been that common for the Raiders. That They've actually been able to control the weather. It's been a lot of bad weather for these Raiders games, and especially someone like Derek Carr likes to throw it deep to Nelson Aguilar and Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro. This game definitely favors them. Yeah, I, I would say the Raiders have been very impressive this season. That last week's game against the Chiefs was uh, another great game on, uh, what was it, Monday night? Uh, yes. Sun, maybe Sunday, Sunday night. night. Sunday night. Either way, great primetime game, and I think this one really favors the Raiders, uh, especially the conditions, especially Gurley being out. Um, 
And Julio Jones questionable. Yeah, I, I just see the Raiders starting to hit their stride. Yeah. They're 6-4. and four. I think they make a 7-4. So here's the thing. The line's at minus 3. I think that Matt Ryan has been unable to succeed without Julio Jones. If Jones is out and they're out Todd Gurley, then I think that, that minus 3 is something I might end up picking this week. That is a, a definite pick. And the, 50, the 54 seems a little high, but it is in a dome. Gonna have that controlled weather. You're gonna see points. What are you? What are your thoughts on that 54? It's tough because the Raiders want to keep the ball away from the opposition. They like to run the ball, slow it down, take their time, and the Falcons don't like to do that. But they have not been able to protect the quarterback, and nothing's shown me that this is gonna be an over. It could be, mm-hmm. but I'm definitely not confident in it. I'd probably yeah. lean under in this case. Yeah, I would lean under as well. And we're going to move on to a pretty exciting one. Chargers versus the Bills. Another high total, 52.5. Um, Bills are favored by 4.5. Yes, yeah, so as someone who's watched every second of every Chargers game for the past six weeks, I think I have a better grip on this squad than any other. For you that don't know, my fantasy squad A has Justin Herbert, obviously, but also Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. And they're, they've been phenomenal, especially last week against the awful New York Jets. On the other hand, Josh Allen has been as good as any fantasy quarterback in the league this, this, this year entirely. And actually, I'm facing Josh Allen this week. So it's going to be a Justin Herbert-Josh Allen matchup. I cannot, for the life of me, understand why this line is only 52.5. Justin Herbert has been on fire. The Bills' defense sucks. The Chargers' defense is even worse. And Josh Allen is incredible. I just don't know how a Justin Herbert-Josh Allen duel with no elite defense doesn't equal more than 52.5 points. Like, that is so obvious. It is in Buffalo. Oh, okay. Well, the weather in Toronto, which is normally a good indicator... Sunny, seven degrees. Sunny and seven is not too bad, but it's definitely cold. It's not. It's not too nice. Yeah, and I know. And Justin Herbert is not maybe as used to the cold. Yeah. Uh, he's been playing Los An- in Los Angeles all year. I guess that matters. And that is seven bit. degrees Celsius. Yes. <laughs> For I, no one listening. So that's about like in the thirties, thirties, low forties Fahrenheit. Anyways. It's an over for me. I know it's outdoors in Buffalo, but these two quarterbacks are way too good. Stephon Diggs and Keenan Allen are way too good, and these defenses are not good enough. This is my pick of the week. The the over on this game is, for me, a certainty. It sounds like a definite highlight game, definitely one that uh, I'll I'll put some money on, whether it's probably going to be for the Bills, but that that 4.5 seems a little not very high for the Bills. Yeah, I considering mean, I, the records of the teams, at like least. yes, that's true. But the other side of the of the token is that the Chargers' offense can keep them in games. And mm-hmm. yes, the Chargers don't have a good record. But if you look at the amount they've lost these games by, it's eight five one three seven five three. So they've only lost one game. Well, one game by five, and the line's at four and a half. So basically, they've only lost one game by more than the spread. You said eight. Eight, that's their one game. Eight, okay. Yeah. Every yeah. other game has been within five. And mm-hmm. so when you look at it through that lens, you're just like, okay, well, it should be close because even though the Chargers aren't coming out with games, the games are still really close. Yeah. 
Um, I thought this one was actually an underratedly interesting one, depending on, uh, for, for the next game, how Joe Burrow performs, or how the, the Bengals perform without Joe, Joe Burrow, rather. Uh, it's the Giants versus the Bengals. Yeah, so in terms of money line, I'm all on the Giants for this one. They have a pretty solid defense. They've been playing really, really well lately. People forget they almost first. So here's their last five games, right? Mm-hmm. They came within a possession from beating the Cowboys. That's the game that Dak Prescott got hurt in. Yeah. Then they beat Washington. They lost against the Eagles on the road by one. They almost beat the Buccaneers on mm-hmm. Monday night. Then they beat Washington and they beat Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. So like all signs point to they're going to win this game and they need to win this game because we all know that if they win this game, they're tied for first in the division. Guess what their next month is? I'll tell all you what their next month is. divisional games? Nope. They've already had the divisional games. They have Seattle, Arizona, Cleveland, Baltimore. That is a tough road That's for four those losses. Giants. That's four losses. That is a tough so road. So they need this game. With a quarterback that has not started a game for the Bengals in Brandon Allen, Joe Mixon is still out. There is no way the Bengals win this game. There's just no way. What are your thoughts on that 43 and a half? Like, I, I think it might be a little high just because the, the Daniel Jones has been playing well lately, but the Bengals just can't. Nothing is telling me that the Bengals will score more than two touchdowns in this game. So, like, if yeah. that's the case, then it makes sense Maybe he'll to go, go under, but I, I don't feel so strongly. When, when there's a line that low, unless I'm really feeling the under, I won't bet the under on a game so low. But I'm fairly confident in the Giants here. Uh, another exciting one, in my opinion. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Colts. Colts favored by three. Total is at 50.5. Yeah, this 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 game might decide the division. Both teams at seven and three. The Colts being at home. Uh, they have played this season. Uh, they have not played. They have played this season two weeks ago on that Thursday nighter where the Colts beat up on the Titans. And they really stopped Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown for that game. And that was their key. They shut, they shut down Henry and A.J. Brown. And they were able to to get a... that was There was that blocked kick for a mm-hmm. touchdown as well. So it, that was, seems like a lot of things that probably won't happen again. Like stopping Derrick Henry again will be very tough. Allowing A.J. Brown to catch only one pass again will be very tough. For their punter to shank a punt and then for another one to be blocked again will be very tough. So you put all of that into consideration, and I probably go Titans for the win here. Yeah, that that game was really actually surprising. I I can see their run defense stopping Henry, right? Um, but I I can't see them shutting down Henry and their passing game. Yeah, again, it's going to be tough. It's definitely going to be tough. But if if Tennessee doesn't win this game the Colts take it you got to put some respect on the Colts names well if the Colts win this game they're probably winning the division because they will win in a tiebreaker so they'll yep. be one game up with the tiebreaker so they'd have to lose two times and then the the Titans go undefeated and the Colts have a pretty easy schedule I mean they have it's not that bad they have Texans Raiders Texans Steelers Jaguars so, like, between yeah. the two Texans games and the Jaguars, that should be three wins. If they win those three games, unless the Titans go 5-0, and then they win, the Colts will win the division. So, this is really a division clincher. I don't think they do that. I think that the Titans come through and win this game. Yeah. Uh, Browns, Jaguars. Browns are favored by seven. Line is at 49.5. Honestly, 
it's tough because the, the the Browns need this game, and the Jaguars stink, and the Jaguars are playing their third quarterback of the season. But the Browns aren't the type of team that are built for a blowout. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I don't see the Browns walking into this one with an automatic win yeah. like some other teams have had against Jaguars. Like, uh, Pittsburgh absolutely destroyed the Jaguars last week. Right. But... They came within one possession of Green Bay. They came with one possession of Houston. They're not as bad a team, I think. With that being said, though, they are playing their worst quarterback in Blaine Gabbard, who sucks. Just really sucks. Um, But yeah, the Browns, like, I would be shocked if the Browns lose, but I would not be surprised if the game is within seven. So I wouldn't take that spread, even though it might seem a little low. The mm-hmm. Browns are also especially good in bad weather because they just pounded on the ground. The game has been played in Jacksonville. I don't envision the weather being shitty. It's Jacksonville. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to be too interested in this one unless the Jaguars really do make it interesting. Um, Carolina Panthers, Minnesota Vikings. Vikings favored by 3.5. The total's at 51. That's a shrug game for me, to be honest with you. It's the first shrug game, actually. You know, it's the first shrug game I've actually had in this docket. So it's been a good schedule thus far. But mm-hmm. Panthers are a really boring team to watch. I really don't enjoy watching Carolina Panthers game. And the Vikings are just like, here, D- Dalvin Cook, just do Dalvin there, Cook things. There's two interesting players in this game, and they're both on the Vikings. Adam Thielen and Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Right, and to me, I don't particularly enjoy those guys. I don't have any Minnesota Vikings or yeah. Carolina Panthers on any of my fantasy teams. I haven't watched many of their games, and when I have, it's been quite boring, so this is a skip for me. Arizona Patriots. Um, that was a weird way how I said it. Arizona Cardinals, New England Patriots. Cardinals favored by one and a half, and the spread is at 49. This one is in New England. Yeah. Which could make it interesting. Should make it a difference because the Cardinals are definitely a dome team. They definitely play better in a dome. They don't have a great running game other than obviously Kyler Murray. But you have to keep in mind, this defense faces Cam Newton every week in practice. And so they're facing Kyler Murray, who's obviously a different type of running quarterback, but is a running quarterback. And the Patriots will be ready for Arizona. Mm-hmm. And Arizona doesn't have a great defense. The Patriots have played a lot better offense as of late with the additions of Demir Bird and Jacoby Myers, of course. And, and, and the running backs, Damian Harris, who's been really solid, uh, and James White, who's been catching passes. It should be a good game. I, I still lean Cardinals because they are a better team, most certainly. Although traveling out east, playing on the road outside is not going to help them. I'd probably go Cardinals, but this is probably a game that I would like to watch, probably mm-hmm. not to like to put money on. The Patriots have gone over 20 points in the last four games. Yep. So they could they could give the Cardinals a run for their money, but I think the total... What do we think the, the weather is going to be in Boston this weekend? Well, probably similar-ish to Toronto again. It's not going to be warm. I mean, it's yeah. going to be like the last day of, of... Second last day of November. It's not going to be warm, obviously. Yeah. But well, uh, the weather might have an impact on these Cardinals. Certainly possible. Uh, Dolphins, Jets... Dolphins favored by 7, total at 44.5. Is this similar to the Panthers-Vikings game where it's a bit of a shrug? I have the Dolphins defense and their kicker. So this is a whole big... I I just like the Dolphins special teams. I think they're a fun special teams (laughs) team. They seem to get a lot of defensive touchdowns. 
Sam Darnold, this is interesting to note, Sam Darnold is back under center for the Jets. And he is most certainly more talented than Joe Flacco, but he's also more turnover prone than Joe Flacco. I think the Dolphins score at least one defensive touchdown in this game. I think they win by more than seven points. Tua does not have to be great in this game to win because Jason Sanders is an automatic kicker and Miami's defense is elite against a quarterback that turns it over a bunch. To me, this is a Dolphins minus seven pick for me. Saints, Broncos. Saints favored by six. Total is 42 and a half. This is also the first 4.05 game. Um, so in the mile high, Taysom Hill is going to start. For some reason, I like to I just compare Taysom Hill to Tim Tebow. They have some differences, as in Taysom Hill is a bit bigger, stronger, more powerful, but they are both similar quarterbacks. Tim Tebow thrived in Denver, in the cold, in the mile high. I think Taysom Hill is going to thrive here. I don't know if they cover, but Taysom Hill looked really good in game one. I think he looks good again. I think the Saints win this game money line. I feel fairly good on that one. I think the Broncos are underratedly bad. Fair enough. I'm, they played well last week. They beat the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I just don't I don't have much faith in the Broncos' offense. They haven't looked too good. Drew Locke uh, hasn't looked great this season, but they are 4-6, and six, and I, I don't really see how the Saints lose this one. Yeah, I really don't think it'll be that, that much of a blowout. I just think that Taysom Hill's got it in Denver. I think that's just a good mm-hmm. place for him to play. I think he'll succeed there. He also played college at BYU, which is in Utah, which is quite close to Denver. Mm-hmm. So he's got that sort of Midwest ethos. <laughs> and uh, I think he takes it. I think he plays well. In the other 405 game, uh, 49ers, Rams. Rams favored by 7.5. Who's coming back from injury for the 49ers this week? I mean, probably no one, right? Because of all the injuries they do have, they're probably like if you look at their injury list, yeah. it's just it's just a it's just an wow. essay. It's, yeah. it's literally an essay. So even if the 49ers are mostly healthy, Rams at home. The Rams have been playing well lately. Obviously, they had that dub against the Buccaneers right after the win against the Seahawks. Ever since their bye week, they've been really solid. There's no reason to expect they won't win. Once again, I don't know if I'm going spread here. But the Rams should be favored. It's not one of my favorite games of the week, though. Yeah, it's going to have to be a watchable game, at least, because it is at that 405 slot. So, you know, definitely see that game on. Um, as lo- uh, as well with one of the most exciting games of the week, the Chiefs, the Buccaneers. Um, it's at 425 p.m. Starting at the the line favors the Chiefs at three and a half, and the total's at 56. This is being played in Tampa. Yeah. I believe it's the highest over of the week. Should be. This is going to be a fun game. It's prime time. Brady's been bad, but Brady's also been called out a bunch by his coach. The thing is, the Chiefs have lost one game, I think it is, in the last, like, 18 they've played. I think mm-hmm. they're 17 and 1 in their last 18. With that loss to the Raiders. With that one loss to the Raiders. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be really hard to beat the Chiefs unless the Buccaneers play perfect. And I don't think that the Buccaneers are there right now. The fact of the matter is they're a good team, but they're also very good at rushing the quarterback and playing run defense. The things that the Chiefs can do well is sort of counteract a rushing defense by Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes escaping the pocket, and they don't run the ball very much. So it's not going to be a major advantage for the Buccaneers' defense. The, Mahomes should 
show up in a big game like this, three and a half is fair. I'll probably go that way for the Chiefs. Yeah, I think this one will be probably one of the most exciting games of the week. Uh, at the lone 425 p.m. game should be pretty exciting. Yeah. Um, the night game, Sunday nighter. Uh, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, Packers favored by nine and a half. I think that might be the biggest spread of the week. It's a big spread. And the total is at 44.5. People forget the Bears were five and one once. They really were five and one they once. They were. They looked good, and now they're on the four straight losses they're real in. Mitch Trubisky's and, back. Yeah, I was about to say Trubisky's back under center. It's they, were, they were winning with him. They were they were three and zero with Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. They it's similar to the whole Joe Flacco Sam Darnold thing with the Jets. Is Trubisky's a lot more injury prone, but he's just more talented than Nick Foles. Nick Foles is stiff. He doesn't have a great accuracy. Trubisky's a better quarterback. He just makes more mistakes against the Packers. The Packers have looked quite pedestrian recently. Obviously, that loss in overtime to the Colts. They barely beat the Jaguars, like you mentioned. They lost to the Vikings a little bit before then. I don't think the Packers are going to lose at home primetime game against a four-game losing streak team, but the Bears are coming off of a bye. They have lots of time to prepare for Aaron Rodgers. They have a great defense. I don't think this game gets to 9.5. It's got to be closer than that. I agree with that, and I I still see it as a good game for a Sunday nighter. Um, And we have two more primetime slot games to go Monday and Tuesday, starting off with Monday. (laughs) Starting off with Monday. Uh, Seattle Seahawks, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the line is at five and a half, favoring the Seahawks, and the total is fifty. Watching the Eagles play offense and honestly probably defense makes me vomit more than like <laughs> more than like any other NFC East team. I know they all suck, but like just watching the Eagles play makes me sick. It literally makes me sick because they are just so un talented at offense it's just like Wentz finds every way to screw up and then when he's finally playing a bad defense like he is against the Seahawks remember the last quote-unquote bad defense Carson Wentz played was against the, the Cowboys and they won that game but oh my god did Carson Wentz look bad he threw for 123 yards in that game what was his QBR uh 61. <laughs> he threw for 123 yards in that game, threw two picks, had two lost fumbles, and got sacked four times. And against, he won that game. And he, but against a horrible, horrible Cowboys defense. Now, how is he going to fare against a horrible Seahawks defense, who actually played kind of well last week? With an elite offense. It just, it shouldn't be within five and a half. It's not going to be a fun yeah. one to watch, just because it's the Eagles, and they're not fun to watch. Honestly, the Giants aren't going to win their division because they have such a hard schedule. So let's go, I guess, Alex Smith, because if I had to watch these Eagles play an actual playoff game, I might just, like, turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know if I want to watch in anyone from that division's Yeah, I mean, at least watching Washington means not watching Carson Wentz ruin his actually pretty talented as a football player. I just... They gotta fire Doug Peterson if they don't make the playoffs because this is ridiculous at this point. They're facing a team with an amputated leg quarterback. They're facing a team with Daniel Jones who can't run without falling down in the zone as quarterback. And they're facing a team with Andy Dalton as quarterback. And if Carson Wentz and that team cannot make the playoffs, Doug Peterson's gotta get fired. I think 
Daniel Jones might be the best quarterback. Daniel Jones is the best quarterback in the division without Dak Prescott. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, can't watch it. Can't watch it. Wow, the Cowboys would have had an easy walk. Yes. Now, a a common um, comrade of ours, Jeremy Penn and I, have $5 on the division. We had this six months ago where I had Dallas win the division. And if Prescott didn't get injured, I would have easily won that money. It would have been a cakewalk. Right. Except now it looks like neither of us are going to win the money because the Cowboys aren't making the playoffs and the Eagles suck too. And it sucks for the Cowboys that they had all of those non-divisional games at the start of the season. Yeah, if it flipped and they had yeah. all those games early, yeah. Those games would have been won. A lot of those yeah. games would have been won. They would have Prescott, started 4-0 and then yeah. they would have struggled from there. Because their defense sucks also. Yeah. Um, and the final game, if it even is played. It's going ha- to gonna have to happen. First game in December, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. The game no has, line and no, no line yet. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see. Have to see on that one. So, I think I'm going Ravens here. Lamar Jackson injured. I don't think I'm going to go Ravens. Yeah, I was going to say I, I'd be shocked if the Ravens. I mean, Robert Griffin able to win this once upon a time. Here's the thing: the Ravens just need this game so badly, and often in the NFL, the most desperate team wins. Obviously, without Lamar, it's going to hurt. But don't forget, Lamar Jackson has not been very good this season. On the other hand, the Steelers have won a lot of games, but for a lot of them, they haven't been overly convincing. Obviously, they just beat the Jaguars and the Bengals pretty badly, but the Cowboys game was not great. The Ravens game, they almost lost. The Titans game, they almost lost. The Steelers have not been amazing lately. The Ravens need this one. So I think that the line will probably end up being pretty large, considering the fact that it's going to be Robert Griffin and not Lamar Jackson. I'll probably go... Ravens to cover just because they're going to try as hard as they possibly can and they need this game. But at the end of the day, I'm sure the Steelers, A, they're pissed off they didn't get to play on Thanksgiving, and B, they they want to win. They want to stand defeated, so they probably win. But I don't think the Ravens are going to fall off, fall down easy. I, I don't see the Ravens winning this week just based on the fact that they can't practice together. They can't be together. Half their team is out because of covid and now it's pretty much the Steelers have have that upper hand. Now, with that being said, if Lamar Jackson was playing, I would have picked the Ravens in this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it also depends on their other injuries. Of course. Yeah. Um, going to our game of the week, our picks for Survivor Pool and our player of the week. Who are you going to go with for your team of the week? So Matthew? I can't pick the Ravens. You cannot pick the Ravens. Not that I was going to. And I cannot pick the Packers. Uh, did the Ravens lose? Am I out? Yes, they lost. Oh. Because we did last did a podcast two weeks ago. They lost to the Patriots. Okay, so I guess I'm not out because otherwise you would have just won. But right now, you're doing better than me. The Packers also did win against... You can keep records as well. Yeah, I'm 0-1. <laughs> Who did the Packers beat? They beat the Jaguars. Very barely, but they did beat the Jaguars. So I'm 0-1. You're one and one. Um, you can pick first this week. I'll pick first this week. I'm gonna go with whew, some tight games. Yeah, there's not any blowouts really. I'm gonna go with the Browns. I'm gonna go with the Browns. Matthew is picking the Cleveland Browns, and I will pick the Seattle Seahawks. Um, we also decided, uh, we, last week we picked the number one fantasy player. We did Josh Allen and Kyler Murray who faced each other. 
I uh, think you should be able to repick the same. Sure. Josh same Allen finished fourth. Kyler Murray finished fifth. Mm-hmm. So not bad. Just mm-hmm. behind Alvin Kamara, Ben Roethlisberger, and Tom Brady. Not bad. Not bad for us. So Josh Allen finished fourth. Or Kyler. Yeah. Josh Allen finished fourth, so technically had the advantage on me there. And it doesn't really matter. We're not keeping score. I'm going to go... We can just do one of these. You know what? Yeah. I'm going to be a homer. I'm going to go Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert for Matthew. I might I might have to stick with my theme of 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 the Seahawks here, but let's take a look for one minute. I don't want to be be overly basic and pick Mahomes, especially against a good defense. Um, I think Rodgers might have a good game, but I'm gonna go a little bit off the board. I'm gonna pick Metcalf. DK Metcalf. Interesting choice. Yeah, I just wanted to, to mix it up a little bit. I think he's going to have a big week. Might have a lot of catches against the brutality of a Philadelphia Eagles defense. Um, but that also means Russell Westbrook, uh, Russell Wilson will have a good game. Too. Yeah, we will see. We will see. And it's pretty much all for the Money Lines and Throwing Dimes podcast. Thank you. And we will see you next week. Peace.